Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. And good afternoon to you, Kevin James. Welcome, welcome. Are you good? Yeah, I'm all good in Johannesburg, actually, Ernest. So uh, happy to be here. Oh, fantastic. I would have thought you would be at the 15th Annual African Utility Week and Clean Power uh, uh, Africa Conference. We do have some representation there, but I couldn't make it, unfortunately. Okay, it's all right. Like it's a good one. All right, yeah. it's a good thing because uh, you've made it for this show, and that's that's good enough, uh, Kevin. Now, a, <laughs> a little while back, you told us uh, of the uh, fly farming facility in the Western Cape, uh, where they are recycling food waste into animal feed. Can you please give us an update on how this business is, is progressing? Uh, this is one of my the most game changing businesses. One of my favorite stories, really, and it's a homegrown by a local entrepreneurial two brothers, Jason. And David Drew, I mentioned before, Jason is a non-executive director of our business. I have an affinity towards the story also. They've been uh, doing mostly research and development for the last five or six years from their Stellenbosch test facility. At most, they were processing about 10 tons of food waste a week into animal feed. Well, after their recent oversubscribed capital raising, where they raised $11 million, capital was invested to build the world's first scaled-up fly farm in Philippi, and they're able to process, wait for it, 100 tons of food waste a day hmm. into fly maggots and then into animal feed, which they dry the maggots, and it's, uh, it's obviously the further benefits are, obviously they can get fertilizer out of it, they can get oil out of it, but most of all, they get very, very high-protein animal feed. The concept is known as nutrient recycling, and the remaining nutrients in the waste food is consumed by a certain breed of fly, in this, uh, in this instance, the black uh, soldier fly, and they get transferred into their lava, which then gets, um, um, which then gets dried and pelletized and put into bags as, as high-protein feed destined for poultry and fish farms, and replaces the current uh, paradigm, which is really taking fish out of the sea in the form of fish meal, and that's currently fed to them. I always laugh when Jason says if chickens were meant to eat fish, they would call them seagulls, and I, I quite like that, mm-hmm. because chickens should be eating bugs and maggots. It's fly larvae, exactly that. So it solves multiple major sustainability issues, and it's hugely profitable. As fish meal currently sells for about $2,000 a ton, as is less fish in the sea, it becomes more expensive, which means the scale that plant will really be paid back all the capital in only five months. And Drew plans to roll out 2,500 of these uh, facilities across the globe, and the first couple have already been allocated. So he's a great speaker, a great author. He's written a book called The Protein Crunch, which is based on the content of the credit crunch, where uh, the world this time is running out of protein. And his second book was uh, very, very aptly the story of the fly and how it will save the world. Well, he's certainly taking it to the next level. Fly farming is becoming a big business. So very, very well done to Jason David and the agri-protein team and loving the homegrown and inspired innovation. Mm. Now, whilst we're on the subject of innovation, the concept of a solar road emerged last year, uh, and now one has been piloted, in fact, in the Netherlands, that is producing more energy than, than was expected. Tell us more about this concept and whether it will become, indeed, a way of the future. Yeah, so last year there was a much social media-hyped crowdfunding campaign which financed a couple from Idaho to take their solar road concept further. They raised two-point-something million dollars. Their vision was to have solar roads on every highway replacing the asphalt in the United States. Their prototype of a solar road includes not only the solar panels, which was embedded in very thick, toughened glass, but specially coated, obviously, to avoid skidding and the core safety issues, but also included LED lights that could then provide street signs, parking bays, also heaters to melt the ice in the northern countries, all powered 
by the sun's energy. Oh, then the Dutch government financed a solar road test on a bicycle track that has been uh, seen about 150,000 cyclists ride over it in six months, and it's produced much more energy than they had predicted, supplying actually excess energy into the grid. So hmm. on paper, this sounds like an interesting concept, but really, is it a good idea? I mean, I like the concept of free energy and the LEDs to replace painted road lines, mm-hmm. but is it a good idea to replace all asphalt roads with solar roads? For starters, you just don't need to do it. There's enough space, there's enough farms and, and, and wide open pieces of land uh, where it's actually much easier and you can actually position the panels appropriately, which you can't do on the road. And so it won't be as efficient as a solar road. And then while it's working for bicycle track, they still don't have um, certainty whether people's safety would be compromised um, by actually having glass versus asphalt. And cost-wise, I suppose like anything, as it becomes more mainstream, it will become less expensive, so that shouldn't be an issue. I personally don't think it makes any sense, though, to transform all highways into the in the USA into solar highways uh, because of what I've said. But also there are more, I can see more niche type of places like in-town uh, roads and maybe Beyonce and Jay-Z's driveway would be quite bling with some uh, LEDs <laughs> driven by solar, uh, solar lighting. But there definitely will be applications for it and the materials and technology will improve. So, But what it is great to see uh, Ernest, is that the sustainability conundrum is driving people to innovate, and, yeah. and that's really the theme of today. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we will uh, take to the bank anytime. Uh, Kevin James, uh, thanks uh, <laughs> for, for making time for us. We'll chat again next Wednesday, same time. Absolutely. Take care, Ernest. Cheers, Ernest. Kevin James, regular guest on The Drive as we talk climate change and sustainability from GCX Africa.